0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome Pat. That's me. Welcome back to Comics Corner. As always, we got Sean on the ones and twos. Your Uncle P here as well. And we've taken this show on the road. Yeah. We're in we're in Sean's casa now. You're coming live from from my apartment in beautiful lakewood ohio dude we're live we're on the instagram lo- dude we've really stepped it up we did yeah we're snowboarding for the winter <laughs> so we'll be out of shop for a minute yeah but that's okay we're having adventures yeah
1: we're you know i feel like all these other podcasters like when they're on the road doing their comedy show yeah. or whatever they get you know they record from remote locations we're so.
0: taking this show on the fucking road dude i'm a wandering man we're the, we're we're basically the johnny cash of podcast of comic book podcast you could say that Yeah. You know, I'm going to go to a prison and do a comic book podcast. Ooh, that, that's a great idea. We're going down to uh, wherever they filmed
1: Shawshank. Yeah, that's uh, not too far from here. That's uh, what I'm saying. Uh, uh, it's, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. can't think of what it's called. And it'll
0: but. be slightly less shitty than Shawshank.
1: That's where they did that um, like tattoo convention, or it was like a... Like, you could go there and, like, get tattooed at this, like, weird. Yeah. And that, I, like, I think it was also, like, a haunted house. Maybe those are two different of things. Of course. But. It's
0: always, like, a haunted house and a tattoo parlor. It's all the cool prison things yeah. without the actual prison. <laughs> exactly. I do need to report this, though. This is breaking news. Breaking? I just opened up Instagram. Oh, shit. Science proves Thanos Snap with Infinity Gauntlet is physically impossible wow so breaking news if you didn't know and you were worried that possibly a titan from outer space had collected several powerful stones and was maybe going to come to planet earth to destroy half the population to honestly kind of altruistically even out the world and give everyone more food we can't happen would never happen wow it wouldn't happen
1: so unfortunate (laughs) I mean <laughs> my, whole life, my whole my whole life is a lie. Thanos was right. Yeah, had Thanos had some good ideas. <laughs> Thanos
0: had some good ideas, okay? You guys didn't even read his book. <laughs> um we got a lot to talk about though. We yeah. have a ton of good comic book shit to go over. We had the D23 presentation. We had you read some books. Yeah. We watched slight amounts of TV series and movies. Yeah, little tidbits. Yeah, just small portions. Percentage-wise, we've watched Yeah, stuff. we just we want to watch a small portion, and
1: then you guys can watch the rest of it if it's worth our time to finish.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and we're also drinking Ziljunius Zulgowskis beer. So yes, absolutely. Shout out uh, Immigrant Sons. If you guys want to just send the check, or Sean will pick it up I'll next pick it time up. he's there. It's right down the street. You're reaching 10s of viewers
1: dozens maybe dozens Do, or maybe a dozen a dozen viewers we have some new fans shout out dylan devito's a new a new fan He's shout out dylan been diving through the catalog listening to a couple of our interviews and uh he big fan of comics corner
0: we got a lot but uh yeah let's dive into some of this news starting with let's say you know what it's fresh on my mind and it's a something we've been waiting since uh the sarlacc pit for yes. is the return of boba fett so we got the little teaser in, well not teaser because he was in a couple episodes of mandalorian yeah but now we're gonna have him full-on tv series book of boba fett what are you thinking how are you feeling
1: i'm very excited most people know i'm a day one boba fett guy i, I think ever
0: gotta... boba fett is if you don't think boba fett's the coolest character from the first three star wars movies you suck.
1: Yeah, I mean, who who even comes close? No, maybe,
0: I, maybe Obi-Wan, just because, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you could maybe Obi-Wan. go, like, a Han Solo's a pretty cool guy. Luke sure. Skywalker is kind of, like, the nerd. Captain, uh,
1: or Admiral Ackbar.
0: Yeah, I'm an Admiral Ackbar <laughs> kind of guy. I'm whatever guy was with the two uh, hookers at Mos Eisley. <laughs> I'm that guy in space. The guy with, like, like pig
1: nose-looking yeah, fucking
0: dude? Exactly. That's I'm already halfway there. <laughs> with just two women with tentacles for hair as they make me buy them drinks. I
1: mean, is there anything cooler than the cantina? Come on. That is no. pretty, I feel and, and Boba Fett is like, you know, uh lurking around that whole time. I feel like they added him in though in the remaster. Like you can see him briefly in the yeah. in A New Hope and when George Lucas remastered everything, but
0: Um, so I'm quick plot synopsis for what I think is happening. Um, and Book of Boba? Book of Boba Fett. We get Boba Fett. Returning to Tatooine, probably that's the yeah desert one.
1: We get that teaser at the very end of Mandalorian where he's in Jab- Jabba's lair, so Jabba's palace. Basically,
0: axed uh, him. Jabba got axed. Who was the dude who had like the the kind of the dick thing that went on the side of his head?
1: Uh, that is, I know his name. It's gonna. Oh, I do. You're gonna drop this on me. I know his name. It'll come to me. So that guy with, with
0: like the dick thing wrapped around his neck. Uh, he was in charge after. Uh, Jabba dies. Yeah,
1: and he put on a few lbs. He, he did. He, he, he took plumped, on the Jabba. He plumped up. He yeah, wanted to fill set. that chair out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he. It turns out you really lose a lot of weight being just like a giant space slug's little bitch. Yeah. But so seems like Boba Fett acts as that motherfucker, gets him out of there. Boba Fett takes over Jabba's little you know community, and I think this story is going to revolve heavily around him uniting the underworld of Star Wars. Yeah. So basically in the past, I want to say it was maybe 90s or like early 2000s. There was actually a show called, what well, was a pitch show called okay. Star Wars Underground, but they ne- it never went through. You can see some of the test footage for it online, but it never actually saw the light of day. So there are some renderings and shit like going to be, but I think this is going to take that idea, use Boba Fett as your main protagonist, and have him be the one exploring the underground, the cool shit in Star Wars we always wanted to see, and just get rid of all that dumbass Jedi shit. Yeah. Because at the end, of Jedis are just cops. They're, the uh, but like religious cops. Yeah. Ajab. All Jedis are bastards.
1: <laughs> I've never heard that
0: I'm one. an Ajab guy. <laughs> Um, I think this will be an interesting show for that, though. So we get to see probably fucking space drugs. We get to see other aliens killing Ooh, people. Yeah, there's definitely some, some cartel type stuff. going yeah. on. Yeah. And I just want to learn more about that. I've always said the best part of Star Wars is the part they have always touched on the least. The least interesting part is that fucking the whole Skywalker family. Right. Everything else about Star Wars to me is cool. It's the same way with Lord of the Rings. Everything's cool except hobbits. Hobbits are the least cool part of the entire thing we have going here.
1: Bib Fortuna is the gentleman. It was driving me crazy. I, I knew he had, you to, had a, yeah. And there was I remember there was some kid that like played him for Halloween. It was on like comic book man or something. Like they showed he had like some makeshift costume. They're like, why did you choose this character? He's like, I just thought he was cool. He's like, I think he has a total of uh, four minutes of screen time. Maybe. Oh yeah, movie. but you don't,
0: you don't forget that little snail wrapped around his head or whatever. Yeah. Awana wanawanga or whatever the
1: fuck Awanawonga. he Awana <laughs> Yeah, he just was cool. It was very like, especially I remember seeing that in the theaters when the remasters come out and that was like my most vivid one remembering because it was the last of the three to come yeah. out and just being like, dude, Jabba's Palace is spooky as fuck. Oh, like, it was I- <laughs> so.
0: I think anytime you get. That's why Mos Eisley, Jabba's Palace, places like that are so appealing, especially when you're a kid, because there's so much going on and there's so many aliens that there's a ton to look at it shows you holy shit there's this whole world of these fucking weirdos and marauders hanging out in this galaxy and we never touch you never get to touch on them so you're always like yeah. this guy looks so fucking cool what's he doing and they're just like nope he was just we literally panned by him once and that was it well that's
1: cool about some of the star wars comics we'll dive into those more lower exactly. tier characters
0: and no like i mean and i
1: think that might be the problem with one problem with the yeah. Disney Star Wars is like they're just a little too polished. It just it misses that that grittiness, you know. Like I think that part's hard, but I think because remember they try to redo the cantina scene in Force Awakens, yeah, on
0: the planet where Homegirls at. Oh, for sure. Those and, the movies to me, I think Star Wars is gonna thrive from these TV shows, yeah, because you get to tell longer, drawn out stories. You get to pull the taffy or whatever. You get to explore more characters, more parts of this huge, vast universe they built out that we never really got to see. And you can focus on a multitude of things. The movies uh are so... Singularly focused, yeah, and
1: they got plot or whatever. I get it, but now Is the important question: Is John Favreau connected to Book of Boba Fett? Is he uh, involved?
0: That I don't
1: know. Not too sure. I would
0: imagine he's probably he's got a credit on there somewhere. I'm
1: Cause, sure because he brought back that yeah, that underworld, that grittiness yeah. to Mandalorian. And like, like I said, I hate to like harp on Disney because obviously John Favreau is part of that Disney family and did a great job with the Mandalorian. But like, even in um Attack of the Clones, like. The scene where they're chasing the the hit person uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's working with Django Fett. Like they're in that like club and the guy tries to sell them the death sticks and it's like there's like, you know, sports betting on the TV. Yeah, and there's shit, shit like, going on. Yeah. And I think
0: I think John Favreau has a good understanding that that's what people people want to see an enjoyable show that has wild shit going on. It's almost as if the new movies, the old all the movies are just so archaic in the way that the story unravels like it worked the, for the first three when uh, George Lucas steals all this like Kurosawa shit and all these like legends of like, you know, the warrior champion yeah, or
1: like Dune. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he translates all that in to those three movies. And sure, it works for three movies. But once you add six more movies building off that, nothing's changed. And it's just now a shittier version of what those three movies were, even when you try to move things around or make one more of a political thriller and the other one more of a fucking family. Like, the last three are just such wrap-up bullshit films anyways that it's like you didn't even need to watch the first six.
1: Expectations were high. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you really wouldn't miss anything if you didn't.
0: I'd rather the first three, though, take a big swing. It took a big swing to change everything. Or not the first three. uh, Episodes one through three. Take a big swing to, like, yeah, we're going to try and make it this political, crazy ass shit. Yeah. And it's like, all right, go for it. The other, th- the last three just seemed like fan service, where even when they're crazy things happening, it's like they killed Han Solo. It's like Harrison Ford has been at begging to be murdered in Star <laughs> Wars for 40 yeah. years. I
1: mean, it was a little, I remember it was a little heavy in, when I saw it in the theaters just because I was really excited for it to come yeah. back. But like, at the end, after it had happened, I'm like, well, you know, I'm not, like, surprised. You no, know? it's Some, not something that... They needed
0: something like that to happen, something big. Exactly. And unfortunately, with Carrie Fisher passing, too, you lose a lot of that connection to it, and it just all kind of fucking unravels really quickly. Yeah. But on to... I know you love Disney. <laughs> D20, so
1: D23. Yeah, man. Uh, mostly a lot of Marvel show announcements. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a ton of shows coming out. It's How are you feeling? Uh, I'm excited for She-Hulk. Uh, I think Moon Knight will be cool, even though I barely know anything about Moon Knight. I think that they're going to uh, really try to, you know, d- uh, make something interesting out of it. Because, because like me, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with it. And you got Oscar Isaac, who's great. So yeah, I think you. Ethan Hawke,
0: the bet ba- is going to be the baddie. Ethan Hawke is going to be the bad guy. Um, yeah, I think Oscar Isaac is just all star casting. I yeah, mean,
1: I get upset when they reuse the same people. You know, Timothy Chalamet and everything, and, yeah. and everything.
0: But you know what? These people are quality actors,
1: and they're actually into the whole and subgenre. I think
0: something I like um, with Marvel too is very rare. No one, I, other than a couple people who were in X Men movies, you get your character, and that's your character in this universe. Right. That's it. It's like I get it. Grab t- Timothy Chalamet and fucking get him suited up as Johnny Storm. It's like, that's it. You're just this character in these movies. Is that
1: confirmed? No. You got to have a blonde guy playing Johnny Storm. You think blonde guy? Blonde guy. Got to be a blonde dude. Got to be a young, hip, blonde dude. A black guy who's blonde. Oh, we could do that. We could go with that. That's that's your only... Simon Phoenix from Demolition Man. Yeah. That's
0: your only stipulation. He's got to be blonde. It'd be like like blonde dreads or something. That'd
1: be fucking cool.
0: No, I agree with you, though. I think... I'm interested to see what the casting ends up being for Fantastic 4.
1: Yeah, and but, now now that's but that's is that still Sony? Is that That you, is Marvel. Okay. So, so Marvel's got, at, but they didn't make any announcements about that at D23, did no, they? No, we
0: I think we're start, we have a pretty good idea for a date on when Fantastic 4 is coming out, mm-hmm. but I don't think we actually have any casting or any kind of full info on it. Um so we did see like you said She-Hulk. We saw the first Green Jessica Walters, I'm digging it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be good. I'm excited for that.
1: Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull up the list of the full presentation.
0: Um, well, I was gonna say a cool thing about She-Hulk too is She-Hulk is very, for a lack of a better term, Deadpool style, where it's very much breaking the third wall a lot and talking to the audience. Oh, really? That in comics, that's always how she's been portrayed as having that same ability to break the third wall for whatever reason. And she's always talking to the reader or talking to them a lot. So I'm wondering if they're going to add that in there. I know it's supposed to be kind of a comedy. It's like a legal legal comedy. Okay. Uh, I get done with the lawyer-ish stuff. Love, you know, Better Call Saul. That's what like, I, And I think you could do something like yeah. that where it doesn't have to be so fucking heavy-handed on being a comedy, but I think you can have funny moments.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. And like, what is funny? I sit down and I watch, um, I watch Better Call Saul. It's like, man, like they make it so interesting. It's like, I, I should have been a lawyer, man. Yeah. It's like they make it seem so much more interesting than it
0: actually is. You know, when in reality, it's just doing fucking shitty um, paperwork.
1: So we're definitely getting the new season of Loki. Definitely. New yep. season of what if, which I think, which will be another one. Cool
0: Cause they did a good job with that. I was really down with that. Yeah. I, what if ended better than I thought it would. I'm, not in love with the show by any means, but I think it had good episodes and I can get down with How it. How do we feel? Okay. Uh, Agatha, House of Harkness could be good. I, first off, I love... Um, Catherine Han. Catherine Han. Give us
1: some more Catherine Han. When people.
0: Catherine Han is in Step Brothers and she's telling Dale that she wants to just like put him in her vagina... <laughs> I get so jealous. Just put her in every a little time. ball. Yeah, yeah I, I'm like, dude, Catherine, I want to be your <laughs> vagina. Come on, John C. Riley. He doesn't know what he's doing down yeah. there. Then they just turn her into a psychotic evil witch in that show, and I was like, dude, you're playing to like that's the lady I like.
1: Yeah. It's uh they knew, they knew
0: what they were doing. Yeah. They were like, dude, we're just trying to get Pat super horny, <laughs> wh- horned up watching this show. Um,
1: they haven't really said anything about the plot.
0: Do you think it's going to be like pre or post, uh, WandaVision? I would imagine it's going to be post WandaVision. I think they're trying to steer clear of pre too far, like prequel style of things just because it's not going to add a lot. I think even with, I understand captain America, obviously, Captain Marvel, it's fine. Anything that's that period piece, though, you kind of lose... It loses a lack of importance in the universe overall because you're like, oh, all this shit happened. Yeah. At the end of the day, you go, oh, Thanos snaps half this shit away. I mean, I know it's scientifically impossible, but he does it.
1: I would like to see something like Agatha Harkness... um Interacting with, like, other Marvel villains, you know, just, like, kind of, like, real subtly, you know. I would, like...
0: That would be fun. Her bringing together a kind of cabal or, black, you know, magic user villains together, her teaming up with Mordo. Yeah. You know, something like that where... From a magical sense, yeah. Exactly. That's a great idea. You know, having them come together and bringing in and maybe her being used... Finally, we get that Mephisto, that he comes into the realm and starts. You know, you know what? You're probably right. If if we don't see him in this new Spider-Man, which we were really excited for the say, new trailer, let's, let's jump into some some Spidey before we get in the rest of this D twenty three. Because yeah, it's we burning should. a hole in my brain.
1: It, it really is, man. Because uh, the new trailer was very exciting. You get a little more uh, Alfred Montoya, Molina. Molina. I don't want to see Montoya. Tony Montoya. <laughs> That's my new alias, Molina.
0: Uh, Alfred Molina. Alfie Molina, though, killing it as always. He's the ultimate uh, bad guy protagonist. Uh, Big Willy Defoe. Yeah. Back in the Goblin. too. We see him
1: in that one? Yeah, but you you don't see see his
0: face. You just see the Goblin mask? You don't see it. You just see the Goblin mask. You get Jamie Foxx rocking a new version of Electro. Yeah, you can tell it's a little fresh. It's fresh. Did you like how they tried to do the kind of electricity bolts from the head? Yeah. To play off of the... uh, the Comic old costume? Sinister Six costume. Yeah, man. Because no, I think now he is just that blue electricity bolt thing, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, th- that always bothered me in that Andrew Garfield movie because it's just like, dude, it just looks like fucking Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, he looked weird. horrible
0: in that. But I think in the comics, if I'm correct, I know at least in like when Marvel was doing the Ultimate shit, they changed him to just kind of be living electricity. Yeah. Which is a really hard thing to do on screen. I was always more of a Shocker fan. I hundred percent. Shocker's dude. fucking. He has like the the wristbands and yeah, like
1: dude. And he they always put him in the video games. He was in the old one, the old PS one one. Now he's in the new PlayStation ones.
0: That was my go to character to draw as a kid. Was yeah, Shocker.
1: And he, even his costume had like the cool like uh, the Iron quilt, Man. The yeah, quilted the quil- pattern.
0: Yeah, oh my, you already know. I fuck with Shocker, but, but it, had, it had an Iron Man vibe to it. Just like yeah, it was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of. Oh, so we have Jamie Fox in there. You get the lizard back. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's joking about that. Did you see the screen grab of the lizard is getting punched, but there's no one there? No. (laughs) So clearly in this fucking trailer, I don't know how people don't realize this, that you can edit images in a trailer. Yeah. So we can just get rid of another Spider-Man that's in that trailer. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. So you get a screen grab where this sinister six or sinister five whatever they are at the moment are attacking and it looks like it's just tom holland spider-man the lizard is a little bit lower and it's clearly in the sh- scene getting like punched in the face and ca- everyone was joking it was john cena because obviously can't see him yes but yeah, it's definitely... I think we're going to get all three Spider-Man in it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin, though.
1: Well, I was about to say, you also mentioned Five. I, we still haven't seen Rhino. Isn't Rhino part of the Sinister Six?
0: I No? So, to me, Sinister Six can literally just be any group of Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Because there's been so many iterations of it. I think the original is honestly Vulture, Electro... Rhino. That's the
1: other thing. Do we get uh, fucking Michael Keaton back? Is is this character dead? So Michael Keaton is alive in the I mean, universe. He's in, the prison, yeah. he's who in did, prison. Who does he meet in the prison at the end of that? Scorpion. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's like, oh, he, you know, Peter Parker put me away. I'm yeah, all, so we yeah.
0: never get Scorpion in this one. Because um, basically, from my understanding, and this is what I learned from the trailer, so not spoilery, these characters all died in their universe from spider-man so they're all displaced now and spider-man are still trying to take him out but you get the return of sandman i'm wondering if we're gonna get uh thomas hayden church yeah back for him because you gotta think all those actors who played those roles were big ass actors yeah i mean ray feiss isn't that who was a lizard uh the the dude in Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. I think
1: that's his name. I love him. Yeah, just he's like really good. Uh the replacements. Yeah. Come on, he's oh, great he's in that. <laughs> classic. It's so classic. Uh but also, you know, people always dumped on that you it's know, like Sandman was silly in the third Spider-Man. Yeah, but 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 that was good casting. That
0: was it Michael Hayden great, Church? He was great. Great like, casting. Like once you got him in that striped shirt, like that looks like Sandman. A hundred percent. And also that would have been a great movie if they just let Sam Raimi do it as just the Sandman movie. They didn't need the Venom stuff in no. it. It's and that was all forced. That was the studio intervening and trying to rush all these villains into these.
1: Do you think Todd McFarlane had anything to do with that? You got to put Venom in here.
0: <laughs> Todd McFarlane was just sitting there trying to figure out how to get another. Spawn I got to make some made. money
1: back from this fucking baseball I bought. That's we, not worth anything. <laughs>
0: We need to make more action figures. Make <laughs> more of the fucking action figures. I want more details. The tits sh- should be bigger <laughs> on all the women. His action figures, though, are. T- I, I want. Yeah, I gotta. T- I gotta pick some up, man. They're, they're awesome. Top. Not. I mean, those are the best action figures, but they are also half the time you're like, yeah, dude, it's because this is like a non real looking woman.
1: Yeah, uh but I do I mean like j- I want to get some figures to go with my, you know, going with my graphic novel shelf just matching have, the you, graphics. Yeah, just of, or just like, you know, just to have on the shelf with them. Right now I got some silly uh ceramic type stuff I made in uh junior high. The I wal- love it. You like,
0: you like that walrus? That's a good walrus, Thank dude. Thank
1: you. I carved that lion too
0: out of wood. No, <laughs> um so how how much are you looking forward to new Spider-Man though?
1: Yeah, very much so. It's gonna like, I'm just as hyped as, like, fucking Infinity War, Endgame shit. Like, yeah. it's going to, and, and now that I know that it's going to be the last m- movie in that installment, even better. And I'm glad that they're doing it. Like you said, they had a quote from Tom Holland talking about, I can't be playing Spider-Man when I'm 30. That would be a huge mistake. Yeah. Not to mention because Peter Parker is, is a, a kid most of the, the series.
0: And you 100%. And now, not only, well, first off, let me ask. Do you think this is the last time we get Tom Holland as Spider-Man?
1: Well, shit, man. We got uh, apparently Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back. There's no reason he can't, you know, that's what I'm saying. Do you, as long as this Marvel trains rolling, anyone,
0: anything is uh, uh, available. Do you think we somehow, if we had dealt with Tom Holland long enough that we're going to get a Miles Morales soon? I, I think that's a hundred percent possible. Um,
1: and like, just with this whole series, you know, it, uh, the fact that it's a trilogy, it's perfect. I'm all about a trilogy, make three movies and call it a day. It seems like, yeah. a dark, like the Dark Knight movies, all that shit. Usually they wrap up very nicely when it's three movies.
0: And I think the only hard part for me in trying to figure out what is happening with Spider-Man is, one, Sony still owns Spider-Man. So they're trying to make their whole universe. But I think they're now learning they need to bleed over into MCU. Yeah. Because that's what's going to help elevate them to an insane new level. Well, and
1: people love Miles Morales. It was, I mean, it's a relatively new character, relatively new Spider-Man, yeah. but people really enjoy the, that, that character in those books. Now, he, he is a black Hispanic. Isn't that the storyline?
0: I think, yeah. I think his background, or like he identifies he's a black Hispanic kid from Queens, maybe? Yeah, I think he's from Queens as well. Maybe uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm not somewhere not sure. Somewhere in New York City, though. And yeah, it's a. I think it's a very similar spider bite situation. Yeah, Into the Spider Verse actually does a
1: very similar uh, origin story. Similar origin story. Um, they do a good job of that, uh, yeah. leaving that over. But it's like, who plays them? You know, who's like the cool, like hot, like young new uh, black actor in Hollywood? I can't really think of anyone that comes to mind. The kid from Stranger Things. Yes.
0: Holy fucking shit! Dude. That would be fucking badass. That's the kid you get. Yeah, but it's hard because to me. If you're going to go and do Miles Morales, you need to have Tom Holland looks so fucking young. Yeah. So you don't have the like weird juxtaposition of like an older guy telling this young new Spider-Man, "Hey, this is what's happening." That's a good point. You still have like Tom Holland is still at least in this Spider-Man universe, like a bumbling, like oh, I don't know, my suit did that. I'm so sorry. Like just making dumbass mistakes <laughs> that are just so obvious <laughs> to not do. Well, to be like, hey, man, we're currently warping reality, so we you can have your dumbass way and yeah. no, one, and you can stop crying. But midway through, you have to be like a temper tantrum brat and be like, no, no, give me the artifacts. And it's like, dude. You're causing this. I think uh, all
1: they'd have to do for that, like Miles Morales transfer and having Tom Holland be the older Spider Man role, just like CGI some stubble on his face because I don't think he can grow a beard very well. You know, and
0: and, and recede the hairline a little bit. Or (laughs) CGI. Or you just go like complete reverse and instead of Miles Morales being like a little kid, he's just like a 40 year old black guy. (laughs) And he's just, and Tom Holland's like, all right, now, if you want to be Spider Man. You have to get tough. <laughs> like motherfucker, I know about tough. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, "Okay, okay, okay. I believe it." Yeah, hey. It's it's cool. It's cool. He's just swinging through smoking a cigarette. <laughs> you really shouldn't be smoking like while you're in space, <laughs> like motherfucker. Shut the fuck up, kid. (laughs) Just some guy from Harlem. (laughs) It turns out to just be one of the guys who dresses up in Times Square. Does become he's just wearing his Yankees fitted in Timberlands while he's swinging. That would be the true. That's the movie we all want to see. That's what I want (laughs) to see. What else do we have? It's it's Tracy Morgan. (laughs) Yeah, it's just Tracy Morgan is playing Miles Morales, (laughs) and you've heard it here first, folks. Tracy Morgan lands the role of Miles Morales.
1: So, yeah, big things to come. That new Spider-Man is going to be awesome. So excited for that. Uh, wrapping back to D23, a couple of the other shows that stuck out to me. The I Am Groot show. I mean, is this just like a, I think, a kid's show? I think What's it's it going to be?
0: be a kid's show. Yeah. I th- animated? Do, I think it's animated. Yeah, yeah. I think with you're going to end up having things that hit all ends of a spectrum where Moon Knight is going to be darker. Moon Knight is going to be... He's basically the Batman of fucking marvel he's this dark gritty character he's always in the past been kind of no holding back against fucking he'll kill a motherfucker dude yeah this guy's from egypt he don't give a fuck Ooh, is that, the, is that the story so fuck yeah it's I think basically that. a mercenary who gets set up by his team or something along those lines stumbles into this ancient egyptian temple Uh, that is for the god Khonshu. Yeah, that's some heavy Dr. Fate vibes with Naboo, yeah. So he goes in there. Khonshu basically is like, what's up, dog? Let me get fucking inside you. I'm going to (laughs) give you some power, though, so don't worry about it. He hooks him up, gets powered up, and then he goes back to New York, starts fucking around, Turns out my guy's a little low-key crazy, so he's kind of got a three-personality system. Now, is that from the Egyptian I spell, think, or did was he always like that? So not only does he have a... Possessed by an ancient Egyptian god, he was also an ex-mercenary, so he's probably killed a couple hundred people. So that kind of... Everything kept together. My man's got a big... A lot of mental issues. It's almost like
1: Deathstroke meets Batman, kind of with, from the it, whole mercenary angle. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And... He has these three personalities where one's a billionaire playboy, the other one is Moon Knight, and then the third one is like a cab driver, street-level guy. Really? And that's in the comics and everything? Yeah. So imagine if Batman used Matches Malone way more. Matches Malone, dude. Hell yeah. The, you know, it, that's kind of the example of it. And then there is a, th- a fourth version in current comics, which is Moon Knight, but he's wearing an all-white suit. And he just has the white mask on. Yeah. Um, and that, well, I want to say that's called Mr. White or Mr. Knight, something like that. But yeah, it, I think it'll be interesting. Those are going to be more geared towards a mature audience. And the fucking Groot show is just going to be, yeah, babies looking at a TV just yelling Groot a bunch. Sure. Because th- it, it's going to make money. It all works. Yeah. And honestly, there's probably going to be a fuck ton of grown ass adults who are weird as fuck. It's the same people who carry a baby Yoda with them into a store who are 35 years old <laughs> are going to buy all this merch up and be fucking psychos. And just, you know, it's the new Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we've already mastered Harry Potter. What else could we get into? Exactly. Groot. The one character. It's the next logical
1: step. It's the next logic.
0: <laughs> After Baby Yoda, this is the next logical step for uh quirky white adults um the other
1: i tell you what though i I would watch that i am groot show over this next one on marvel zombies oh i could really kill when we're talking about like the the really brief fucking what if plot line from that one episode it was the worst one out of all of them it it was it was kind of cool i like that it focused on spider-man a lot but like come on zombies like i'm not
0: i'm not a huge zombie person I feel like... That that ship has sailed. It's run its course, man. It is. We are done with zombies for a while.
1: I feel like they see it as an opportunity. Like, well, Walking Dead's coming to an end. People need their their zombie fix. We're going to be there for
0: them. But in reality, it just makes it seem like you're just way fucking behind the ball. Yeah. And here's a big problem, though, too, is people who really like zombies are also on the internet a huge percentage of their day. Yeah. So they're very vocal online these people who think zombies are so cool are also the people who comment on YouTube videos and are probably porn hub videos, right? It's pe- no, we all like zombies and technically Glenn isn't even really dead. Glenn actually is. And you're like, shut up. Please. Yeah. Who please.
1: cares now? Taking it all back, you know, Robert Kirkman, invincible, very popular right now. Yeah. I've watched the majority of the ser- series series. Um, and the guy that plays Glenn plays invincible. Actually, the casting on that show is great. There's a lot of good people on there. I just, um, to me,
0: this whole zombie thing, I don't need.
1: So now, this is another cool one that I kind of forgot about. Is uh, Armor Wars coming out? That I am super. I'm I'm bricked up, baby. And I've actually read, um, I've read this run. The, the, yeah, or, or I believe I actually what it was was I read the run that came after this. Okay. Um. So like it's post Armor Wars kind of deal and the whole thing is uh, what they're trying to steal Tony's technology and stuff so like that bas- isn't it isn't it hammer tech or something basically
0: like that? what happens from my loose understanding of armor wars is Tony's gone yeah uh, the knowledge and basically blueprints or you know the key research for Iron Man Tech is now just public knowledge so all these people, are starting to come out of the woodwork with these Iron Man-esque suits, which has always kind of been Iron Man's villains anyways. Yeah, Like in the comics, Whiplash is way more Iron Man-esque. And you get Crimson Dynamo, which is a Russian version of Iron Man. And I think this is perfect because, one, we can get Justin Hammer back in the MCU, which Sam Rockwell in the MCU is all I want. Goat, dude. He's great. And ever that is the there are two good things, three good things about Iron Man two. It is Sam Rockwell, Iron Man and the suitcase get up. Yeah. And that was sweet. And uh what's his name? Mickey Rourke asking for his bird.
1: Oh I want my
0: build. I want my build. <laughs>
1: He's like, oh, well, I,
0: my bi- he's like, this isn't my bird. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a very nice bird. That's a good bird, though. <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping that we get uh, Justin Hammer back in the universe, and it's going to be led by Don Cheadle, which I think is perfect. Don- I love me some Don Cheadle. Yeah. I think Don Cheadle's also really good in TV shows. Um, I love them in House of Lies. Which was kind of, it was a Showtime show that had him and fucking Veronica Mars doing some business shit or something. But He was very good in it. So I think if we have those two back, we're going to get the introduction of Riri Williams in the show. Okay. Which is not Rihanna, but another girl. It is uh, the girl that becomes Ironheart. Right. So in comics, she was, you know, as the world has just a like twelve year old genius and she makes her own Iron Man suit and then becomes Ironheart, takes on the Iron Man mountain toll, blah blah blah, and boom, you're Gucci.
1: So I'm pretty sure the the run that I read was this Iron Man, it's right after the Armor Wars. Okay. And it's called like Return of the Ghost. So the Ghost character, the one mm. that can like face your walls and shit, which is in uh Ant Man 2. Yeah. So this is actually a really cool run and I love it. It's like uh Late 80s Iron Man, and he's got this badass, like almost like a jerry curl, yeah. and it's no goat, it's just like straight mustache, no goatee. Like, that's and, when uh,
0: Iron Man was just a straight up. Asshole,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. And it's kind of weird too. Oh, not weird, but like, so at the end of this run, Iron Man uh loses the ability to walk, so it's almost like they borrowed that and made it. And it's like, oh, we're not gonna do that to Tony Stark in the MCU, yeah. we'll just do it to War Machine, which and makes sense because yeah. you're
0: not gonna paralyze a guy that is eventually just gonna die, anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a waste, yeah, but we- it's a cool run. Um, I think there's one where he teams up with um, he teams up with Spider Man in the one uh series, but yeah. It's uh, it's very cool. So, yeah, like I said, it's post-Armor Wars. That's, Spider-Man's it, that's always teaming it. up with
0: people. Yeah. He kind of hates being alone. He's probably got some mental issues. Probably. What, what's next on that list there? For D23?
1: For D23. Uh, there was one other one I wanted to touch on. Uh, here go. Back
0: here. Oh, we did see some images from Miss Marvel.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where this we, isn't listed on this list for some reason. But where we
0: get Kamala
1: Khan suited um, up. They do mention Iron Heart. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. <laughs> so that I think that's another animated one, right?
0: Or I don't I know. No, that's going to be live action with all the players? with everyone in cool. it. Um I think that is kind of a hearkening back to the Star Wars Christmas special. Yes. That that's is not, I can notoriously kind of pan. So are they going to make it cheesy? I think it might be uh James Gunn cheesy. So, okay. I think it might be more trauma Entertainment style. Nice. You know, I think it'll still be... Is Lloyd Kaufman uh, attached? Oh, I'm sure. But I think it will have the same kind of energy and filter of a regular Guardians movie. But I think it might be a more fun adventure. Yeah. Uh, Something I did want to touch on, though, speaking of holiday specials, is next Halloween, I believe... In October, guess who's coming to dinner? Jack Russell, aka Werewolf by Night. Oh, okay. So they did. Ca- That's an old character. That's an old, old character. That was when like Tuma Dracula was popular. It was, yeah, very much in that realm. Uh, early Blade, kind of Midnight Sun style. I think they are gearing up to bring that series more to light. Is we're gonna start getting our Blade. I think we're going to start getting Ghost Rider back. We're going to get Werewolf by Night, which, by the way, Jack Russell is the guy's like, name. Like a terrier. Like the terrier. <laughs> like a dog. Like, like a, a do- wolf. Like a wolf. Oh, my God. <laughs> he. Do you think when he gets bit, he's like, well, at least I got a good name for this. <laughs> uh, one thing we haven't talked about, because I feel like we
1: haven't met up too recently, was the Morbius trailer. Looks kind of good. I know you're into vampires.
0: It um, could be pretty dope. Yeah, I here's my issue with this Morbius movie is I don't know how much they fucked with it. This movie was supposed to come out well over a year ago at this point. Yes. So this movie's been done. Well, it's COVID probably isn't. Oh, uh, no, 100%. But now they've shoehorned in you're getting a lot more things about Venom. You're getting all these mentions and note nods to it. Yeah. Where before it was already confusing because you have Michael Keaton there as The uh, Vulture, not playing the Vulture, but playing his character. I forget what his fucking name is. But he's in it. But then you have pictures of Spider-Man that are Spider-Man from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man.
1: Interesting. There's a lot of... That's in the trailer.
0: Yeah. it's Sony kind of seemingly threw everything at the wall to see what was going to stick on this. And... I don't have a lot of faith in Jared Leto. I, I see I, that's funny. I do. I, I'm not a big Jared Leto
1: fan, especially like his music. Like, yeah. you know, but
0: I'm only a fan of his music. I love that bicycle he, video where they all ride their, <laughs> their fixed gears down the street to show rebellion against yeah. fuck society. Yeah, I would never I would never ride a fixed gear. I know no. nothing
1: about that. No. <laughs> but uh, it's I, I love Jared. I think everything Jared Leto's in, he puts on a great performance pretty much every time. I think. I agree. And he might, I think he actually might save that movie because, like you said, they're kind of throwing a lot of shit at the wall. Yeah, I think he might be the one to actually carry the film.
0: I never know where he's gonna fall. It's either he does amazing, or you're like, "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, but it is a cool. It's a cool backstory, you know. So you got biochemist Michael Morbius trying to cure himself of a rare blood disease, goes wrong, pretty much becomes a vampire. Like, that's yeah. it's not like he got bit by some fucking no, you know, which, which bat. I do like. Yeah.
0: And I think it would be interesting if we could have Blade versus Morbius. Now we're talking. Because that is both of them have definitely crossed paths multiple occasions. But I'm I wish Sony would just play ball. You're gonna make a fuck ton of money. you will make a fuck ton of money together. But it is a huge ego.
1: It's thing. it's crazy. Yeah, it's a it's a pissing contest for sure, man. And especially on another level.
0: Once Disney bought Fox 2. Sony's grip had to get so fucking white knuckle tight, dude. Yeah. Because they know they're the last straw. So they're gunning for them. What, um, I think that was pretty much a lot of the big, the big things from D23. This is the big
1: D23 announcements. Uh, we talked about Book of Boba. Uh, real quick, something I've actually been reading, you know, comic wise, we got good old uh, over into the DC universe. For our viewers, we got Soul Plumber issue two of six just came out. Uh, Fantastic. For those who don't know, once again, these are the guys that are from last podcast on the left. Some of my favorite content creators. These guys are just hilarious. Uh, they do mostly talk about true crime type things, but they also go into some deep dives, especially this past year. They've done some really interesting series. They had a four part series about the Black Plague. That was great.
0: Very. They cool. did a cool
1: thing about the USS Indianapolis, which was the ship that got sunk post World War II. Wow. Basically, the war was over. But um, somehow they got attacked by some rogue torpedoes from the Japanese side. And that's like where the famous, uh, the famous monologue from Jaws comes from. You know, it's like, uh, you know, what is it? It's uh, 1,200 men go in the water. Oh, 800, yeah. 800, uh, only 300 came out. Like that oh, whole thing,
0: you know. 1,200 men go in the water. <laughs> only 300 of them come out.
1: It's brilliant. So that was uh, that was pretty cool that you listened to that series. But anyways, these guys from Last Podcast on the left, you got Marcus, Henry, and um, Big Ben Kissel are, have wrote this book. Uh, Marcus, who's kind of the brainchild of Last Podcast on the left, he does a lot of the research, and he has a team of researchers with him. Okay. Very smart dude. He's uh, always been a big comic book fan, yeah. but he's also a New York Times bestseller. Um, and so the fact that he gets to work on these comic books now, he gets to work with John McCree, who does some amazing artwork, you can tell he's over the moon. And people, this is a very well-received book. First issue, sold out. They're already on their second pressing. I'm lucky enough to have a first pressing. It's Ooh-hoo! now sitting in that short box. Get that, get that to PSA, boarded. baby. Bagged and boarded, baby. You know, ready to go. Uh, this issue, too, was very cool. Uh, you got Edgar, who is a devout Christian, He has tried to be be a priest uh, unsuccessfully, uh, but now he works at a gas station. He is now messing with these devices that he found through basically some grifter who has this bogus technology, or at least he thinks it's bogus, that extracts souls from people.
0: You were telling me this, and then it was supposed to be fake, and then it ends
1: up being real. He steals the blueprint to make this device, and he actually does it successfully,
0: and uh, extracts
1: the soul from this weird, like homeless guy that comes around the gas station. He works. Let at. me get your soul, baby. But it's not a really. You find out this thing that he extracts from him is not really a demon. It's like this interdimensional being, um and it kind of infiltrates his brain and shows big epiphany, like show the universe type yeah. moments, like almost like in Doctor Strange one. Uh, and then you get this beautiful, beautiful image. That nine nine titted alien. Nine titted alien. What, what, what more can you ask for in modern comic books, people? This is fantastic. three more, even dozen. So they dip. They leave the apartment temporarily, and this entity kind of goes off on his own little spurt um, and <laughs> tries to like create a person, like because he's just this floating blob, basically. So gotcha. he rips off parts of people's bodies to make his own body. He takes a guy's head, a guy's arms, torso, and this is what he becomes by the end of the comic book. It's just this walking hodgepodge of people that he's extracted fucking...
0: (laughs) Didn't connect any of the pieces, just kept them floating, which is real hot. Kept them floating. Pretty fucking awesome. No, I think that's awesome that... I think amazing authors have always worked on comic books, but I think now it's become a lot more openly acceptable for people who have been on New York Times bestsellers and people who have written more quote unquote serious literature or are known for achievements in other writing fields mm-hmm. feel comfortable and don't feel corny doing a comic book no because it's that's his background you know? you know who isn't uh Tallahassee Coates is someone who I know did a bunch of I want to say started doing Black Panther kind of in the mid-2000s. Uh, yes. Yeah, so late, like late 2000s. Late 2000s. Older black dude.
1: Yeah, and yeah. he had
0: been a huge, widely regarded, well-received author in his own right prior yeah. to that. And you get that, I think a lot of these people who are authors understand that getting this big-ass, fat, dense, hardback book with 400 pages is not for everyone. No but that doesn't mean that people shouldn't be able to enjoy your writing so doing a six part mini series where you can pair your writing with art and send your get your message across that way it's almost more interesting to me when you get these good artists to, or good writers to do these because you have to be a little more poignant and you have to you can't fill the page with all this dialogue and all this fucking filler and descriptions and just adjectives of, you know, how the fucking air smelt that night. Yeah. And dumb shit no one's ever thought about. That's very Alan Moore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, you can, you can get those messages across in these books with being more poignant and less words. And it does give a greater impact because the art pairs well with it. Yeah. And you, the visual... No matter when what you read, a visual always does better to me.
1: Um, and you said what was his name again? Tallahassee
0: Coates. Yeah, he's badass.
1: He has this great I actually want to read that run a lot, but they've interviewed him a couple of times and he makes this awesome comparison about you talking about Black Panther. Yeah. And how he appeared in Fantastic Four for the first time. It was like literally like I think one or two issues after uh, they defeated Galactus. Yeah. And like, so they were like talking about how you know, they beat Galactus, but then like the first appearance of Black Panther one or two issues later, he fucking laid them out. He laid out the Fantastic Hell Four. Yeah. They're like, so Black Panther beats the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four was able to beat Galactus, Black. ergo, Black Panther's the baddest motherfucker in the MCU. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that truly is uh, the mentality. And it's awesome that these people grew up reading comics and appreciating comics and... It not being as looked down upon as, I feel like in the 70s and stuff like that, everyone was, you're reading comics, you're like a dope. You know what I mean? It's what, like, every burnout's reading in, like, a stoner comedy movie in the 80s. Yeah. is like, why don't you put down your damn comic books? And it's like, I knew, my friend's dad, I was telling you, I was one of the first people at Carolyn John's, youngest ever, to have a file, not to brag. Humble brag. Humble brag. I did, you know, neglect it. And proved Carol's point. But (laughs) (coughs) regardless, I remember going in there and seeing my friend's dad shout out Mike Banshee, who's a fucking neurosurgeon. Yeah. Going in there and getting his file of comics. And it's like, it's kind of when you realize, oh, dude, smart as fuck people do this, too. It's just reading. It's that release, too. It's like you can't just always read this dense literature. Sometimes you need yeah. to dumb it down a little bit. Well, you know? And I don't even – I think you can have you can have books like Sandman where they're eloquent points to all these stories. And even Batman, I'm sure Soul Plumber, everything has an underlying message and theme. It's not just something written out of pure boredom where you're like, there's no lo- – it's Seinfeld. There's nothing. A book about nothing. It's like, it's not really an option. Yeah, they all still have points. It's just der- given in a different way. Absolutely. Dude, so if you haven't read Soul Plumber, you're a fucking idiot yep. and go pick it up. Pretty
1: much. Pick it up if you can, though. They're going quick. Uh, stop up to your local comic book shop, whether it's Carolyn John's or even Superscript. Shout out. I felt bad. They wanted me to have a file over there. Like, I, I was trying to get the variant cover of issue yeah. one. Like, oh, that's gone. Well, I could put you on for the next, because I thought they were going to do one for this number two, but I don't think they did. So, well, do you want us to make you a file? I'm like, ah, I've already, you know, I've, I spread the wealth with my yeah. local comic shops. I'm already, know. I've got a file. But I like supporting those guys over at Superscript, shout out, because they, they're a newer, they're a new, and they're, they're big on board games and stuff like that. Yeah. And they sell a lot of manga and all that good stuff. And they, they have some awesome figures for a really good price if you're looking for some cool figures, collectibles. Interesting,
0: Yeah, some cool Star Wars ones for I sure. Think I think spreading the love, too, on stuff like that allows you to find new things because especially you being a big graphic novel person instead of grabbing like singles everywhere's got different stuff yeah and everywhere's got different covers and all sorts of shit there's so many comics that it's like yeah let me go to all these places but big shout out carolyn johns we'll Absolutely. take the chat we'll pick the check up tomorrow
1: we will we'll be there
0: <laughs> Um, what else we got on the docket for today, though? That's pretty much it. Um, I did fire up uh, Shang Chi. It was oh, yeah. fucking
1: dope. Haven't quite finished it yet, but man, some of these fight scenes are just out of control. Like some of them, I had like kind of seen bits and pieces on the trailer, like the bus yeah. fight and stuff. But to see them in their entirety, the chore- the uh, the chor- choreography is yeah. fantastic. Um, it's it's fun, it's light, it's funny. It's not like corny. You know, that's what that's always the line that Marvels tread very well. Um, as far as it, something that could very easily come off as corny yeah. or played out, but it's just it's legit. Like the one, scene, him and Aquafina's character go out. Like, oh, do we? You know, it's midnight. You know, we got the early shift tomorrow. Do we be responsible adults or, or? And then they go out doing karaoke. They're just yeah. wasted singing like fucking Aerosmith. Don't want to close my eyes. Oh it's yeah, like, dude. that's fun. There,
0: there. <laughs> no, and I think that's always Marvel's big like upside on movies is knowing how to balance. A fun, genuine, enjoyable moment where everything's not just doom and
1: gloom. Yeah, fun over corny. You gotta lighten it up sometimes. Sometimes they go a little bit overboard. I know a lot of people said like, even in, um, I think it was like Infinity War. My buddy's like, dude, Infinity War was great, but there was just a little too much comedy involved when it came to like, oh, this dude's coming to destroy the fucking universe. Like,
0: yeah, I think you do. It's hard when you try and spread the jokes out to everyone. Yeah. I get, you know, having Scott Lang be the guy always saying some dumb shit works really well yeah. because he is the guy who's supposed to be re- ripping off like quips. I don't really need Captain America. To be throwing down a couple (laughs) one-liners. It's like, listen, Chris, we let you do another team movie. You can get all your jokes out in there. Yeah. No more jokes. You're serious, man. (laughs) You had your chance 20 years ago. You had your chance 20 years ago to be funny, motherfucker, and you chose handsome. Also, shout out. You don't get both. Shout out Paul Rudd, Scott Lang, sexiest man alive. gives me hope. (laughs)
1: what is he like 45 looks like incredible but it's it's so funny i guess they were interviewing about him he's like wow guys like this is the typical paul rudd he's like this is really cool wow thanks Mm -hmm. so much guys like you know (laughs)
0: he's a genuine guy who doesn't like paul rudd yeah and it's so awesome that he gets his comeuppance now (laughs) right it's like dude thank god you got jacked for this movie because that's what really set him apart did
1: you ever watch uh bumping mics with jeff ross and david tell it was on netflix I think I watched it. Yeah, that. it was really funny. They do, like, it was in, like, a New York comedy club. They were just going back and forth, and, and uh, Paul Rudd was in the crowd the one night, and I think they even had him, like, come up. They didn't even have come on stage, but they are kind of, like, I don't know, roasting him, heckling whatever, but, like, you could tell he was trying to be funny, like, a little bit, but he, at one point, he was just like, I have, I've had way too much tequila tonight. It's, I just don't have it. <laughs> yeah, and he's also,
0: you're going against uh, Dave Hattel and Jeff Ross, yeah, exactly. which is, it's not like you're just pick a pickup game of basketball. <laughs> it's if Kobe and Shaq walk in, and they're like, oh, you want to hoop a little? Yeah, we know you're pretty good. He know he, he knew he had to pump the brakes a little bit yeah. there. Yeah. Um, what else have been? So you've been reading Soul Plumber. Yeah. That, oh, you know what I saw? What was I started Hitmonkey. Monkey?
1: Yes, that's what we were also going to touch on. Um, so when did Hitmonkey Monkey come around? When was that? You know, became, when, when did it become Hit a Mon- thing?
0: I don't know. We can find out right anything now. Anything about Hitmonkey. Monkey? I know it's one of those fucking monkeys that uh, sits in like natural hot tubs in Japan and shit Yes
1: well so is what kind type of monkey he is
0: Yes that's what type of monkey he is in the show which i don't know if this is the same I just love how you're referencing your
1: knowledge of this particular primate off of a sprite commercial from like 2003 yeah, Well that's
0: Sierra <laughs> so Mist sorry yeah. Sierra so Mist Uh come on dude get it get it right I only do I only do the mist
1: So first appearance was Hit Monkey uh volume 1 issue 1 2010 Oh, okay. So, relatively new <laughs> introducing the world's greatest assassin right on the cover.
0: Love it. I think so. Basically, in the show, Jason Sudeikis plays a character who that guy gets slain down, is kind of saved by these monkeys and then gets slain down again. And now Hitmonkey is haunted by his ghost, essentially, and just becomes a hitman.
1: It says, The Legend of Hitman Monkey. You're digging him in this month's issue of Deadpool, and you want to know more about him. So apparently, maybe he made an appearance in Deadpool. I think
0: that is where he came from.
1: I could see that. Well, they know it says this was his first appearance, but I think they started sprinkling him in there.
0: Yeah. Well, very cool. He does seem like a very Deadpool kind of character.
1: So I'm sure there's some cool little action sequences. I know it's animated, but there's probably plenty of comedy in there, too.
0: There's definitely good action sequences. Jason Sudeikis is... Because he's really... Hitmonkey doesn't talk, so you oh, really right. only get Jason Sudeikis as your whole uh, antagonist in the show, and... This is literally, like, like he's dressed like Hitman, like, from yeah. the video games, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, is Now, the real question is, this: is this Marvel's call to DC's Detective Chimp, who I'm also
0: a fan of, who does talk and drinks at his own bar? I was going to say, I don't think this is... Detective Chimp is a much more established character, I feel like. Yeah. And is a lot more on the supernatural side of DC, usually, if I remember correctly. Very much so. He's so kind he's, of a he, Justice League dark He's in character. Justice League Dark, yeah.
1: He's in the one issue I have. Yeah.
0: Um, so you do have... I think Hitmonkey is more in the Deadpool universe. It's quirky. It's wonky. Jason Sudeikis works really well because it's kind of that super sarcastic like huh, why are we even here huh, who why is anyone even watching this huh and it's just you know that self-loathing type of shit and it was good super marvel related if that makes sense you know you're not getting i think at one point you see silver samurai as kind of a cameo but yeah. you don't get a lot of other stuff
1: detective chimp super super fucking old school first appearance august 1952 Fifty-two in a book called *Adventures of Rex the Wonder Dog*. That nineteen
0: fifty-two, uh, we didn't even understand chimpanzees the, at all.
1: The cover was done by the great Gil Kane in nineteen fifty-two, and it looks like there's Michael Kane's brother, Mike Michael
0: Kane. Gil, Gil, you have to draw the covers. <laughs> Gil, Gil, you have to make it a chimpanzee. But he's got a little Sherlock Holmes well, hat on. He
1: has, uh, uh, it's like one of these old books where there's multiple stories. So yeah. the first, you know, they should meet Detective Chimp. But on the cover is Rex, the Wonder Dog, and he's attacking some SS soldiers, looks like. Very poignant for the time, even though it's 52. The war's been over for, you know, a number of years. We but, still don't like Nazis. But yeah, fucking, what is it, Bobo, Bo, uh, Bobo T. Chimpanzee is his Bobo full T. name. Bobo his, Christ, Chimpan- his Christian name. <laughs> that's the name Jesus gave him. That's it's right. A Bobo
0: T. Chimpanzee, you love it, but
1: he's a. I love that. I gotta let you borrow this Justice League Dark comic. I think you would like it. I started. Doctor Fate makes an appearance. Yeah, and yeah, it's cool. I wish Zatanna
0: Justice League Dark is well. One, I tried to. I thought there were more animated movies. I was going on a little bit of an HBO kick on some DC animated. Okay, but a hard part with a lot of those once you've seen it once. You kind of don't need to see it. The well, DC animated like universe
1: with like the older ones or some of the newer stuff, like I'd the newer that. ones.
0: Yeah, I, they're good,
1: but to oh, watch I, it I, solo again, talking about the Justice League Dark thing that came out yeah. with Constantine, I put it on my list. Not worth watching. They're, no, they're both. If you haven't seen it
0: really good. And there's Constantine's
1: kind of more the lead character. Yeah, right? there's yeah. so
0: there's two of them. Um, one is kind of them initially getting the Justice League together or Justice League Dark together and going on a case or whatever the next one is which this is why i don't really like it it's justice league dark uh war for apocalypse or something so it unites justice league or justice league dark with apocalypse or dark side which i don't fucking really like because that's some regular justice league shit it is um i get i get the juxtaposition of I don't think that's even the right word. I've just been liking to use it today. Go for it. Um I get it because everyone's weakness, who's way OP'd in DC, is always like this guy can fuck a planet. I mean, he basically But is like, a magic trick gets him every time.
1: More or less. I mean, he's that Thanos of yeah. the realm. Like, like the uh the Doctor Fate run that I like from the late eighties. He becomes the the main baddie near the end of the run. And that seems like Dark an side? equal match.
0: Yeah. See, and that's, it's just so weird to me that, and I get it, like that's their weaknesses or whatever, but it's like Superman can do everything in his power, can't stop you, but like Dr. Fate comes up and does like, I got your nose, Yeah, and he's like, god damn it, he's got my nose! Well,
1: Swamp Thing- Omega beams now! He's in the Swamp Thing run briefly. doesn't really go head to head with them, but it's like, he's another one that can be somewhat equally matched because he's like elemental and this and that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just- I that's such a weird caveat always in DC. It just seems like the blanket for everyone's like biggest weakness is right. just and that uh yeah, the Dark Side or Justice League Dark Side War or Justice League Dark apocalypse is it's fine. It's kind of like a if dark side won and then you have to use Justice League Dark to get it out.
1: But I would say watch them. I yeah. mean, I, the first I saw that sequel on there, but I, I saved the first. I'm like, well, I'll watch this and go from there. The first
0: one I like a lot more. Yeah. Um, I wish they would do more of those, though. Is I wish there was a whole Justice League Dark show, cartoon at least.
1: Yeah, um, it could be good. Especially, like I said I'll let you borrow this run where it has it's basically Z- uh, Zatanna, Wonder Woman, Detective Chimp, John Constantine, and Swamp Thing. Is that the run? Man Bat. Man, Bat's pretty yeah. sweet. In that is too. that
0: the run where it's heavily based around Wonder Woman, where there is uh, some shit going on, maybe like the or uh, the really... le- I think she's kind of like banished at the, at this point in time, okay.
1: more or less. But it actually it's a lot about uh, Zatanna because uh, right, and yeah. then her dad is what
0: Z-ta- Zatara,
1: and so her dad basically would always talk about how, like, oh, like you know, we can't, we have to classic uh, George Foreman, Georgina (laughs) Foreman. You have to be delicate with magic because like all of this is borrowed. It doesn't belong to us. So now like the magic world is fighting back. Like, yo, like you you thought you could get away with this kind of deal. Gotcha. It's it's a very cool storyline. I'll let you borrow it.
0: Yeah. I've, Justice League, Dark, all that magic shit is always anywhere in comics where they're still smoking cigarettes, oh, f- for sure.
1: But it's also like so. Like the thing is, they have to. That's why they like talk backwards, you know. When they ever you see, yeah, because because it's to you know to mask the fact that hey, we're borrowing this magic it doesn't belong to us, kind of deal.
0: It, and I think that is a cool part of that world where it's a mythos we don't necessarily know as much about. Everyone knows Superman. Everyone knows Batman. At this point, everyone knows fucking Flash. Which have we talked about Flash movie yet?
1: Uh, Briefly, we did. I think on the last episode because you said so. Homeboy is from the show going to play him? Yeah.
0: Um, Homeboy from the show has a little cameo. Oh, but so who's the
1: new Barry Allen?
0: Ezra Miller. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He's still he's still in the role. Okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. I just am waiting for the day that maybe Marvel just buys DC films (laughs) and Batman has to be like the butler at the the Avengers mansion. (laughs) Now, Now, the real question is, is Zack Snyder attached to this film? No, I don't think he is, but I think I don't understand where they're going with this universe. I'm hoping at this point everything is just individual films, but... With the way that this Flash movie seems to be going, it's trying to go for a whole fucking Spider-Man into the, you know, Spider-Verse type shit. Where there's a million Flashes and there's all this shit happening. Yeah, that's always... It's a
1: heavy first movie. It's heavy and it's like, yeah, it's got to be done right. So
0: And I get it that you're in a bind because you have the Flash show, which the first three seasons are amazing quality TV super heavy falls off after, but a lot of people know the Barry Allen story now. So it's hard to jump in, but dude, even give us a little bit of a fucking origin story. I don't want to go right to flashpoint paradox.
1: Well, no, I I,
0: flashpoints a lot.
1: It's Hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it more. We're, uh, we're on time, actually.
0: We are out of time here, as Sean has just informed me, as you heard as well. So I want to thank everybody, including Dylan, for being a new listener and giving us some love. As always, go follow us on Instagram at ThreadsAndDreadsPod. And if you want to be a real cool guy or gal or whatever, why don't you go to Patreon.com backslash threads and dreads give us five bucks get some extra content we're taking this fucking show on the road (laughs) we're making moves we're gonna talk about fucking ketamine next time with a goddamn doctor uh, he's not a doctor not a doctor (laughs) but a guy who's kind of doctor-esque he uh
1: it's going to be a really interesting episode, guys. Tune in for our uh, TND interviews with our good friend Stevie Stentala, which we'll be recording next week. Also, on the note of the Patreon, I have an episode I haven't uploaded yet. Zach, I know you're patiently awaiting, but it'll be up shortly, and it's a good one.
0: Zach, I went to his house. He's just got holes all over the wall. I was like, "What happened?" He's like, "Where's the Patreon episodes?" Angry young man. He's an angry boy. So why don't you? If you give us some more money, though, guys, we'll get more episodes. Please out do there.
1: two last plugs, real quick. Please go check out Terry Joshua's The Pinkest Hue Exhibition. Absolutely, at shout Mocha. out Terry the Don. I went last night. Uh, the turnout was awesome. Uh, it was just a really cool event. It's I've seen all these paintings on Instagram, but to actually see them in person and see the texture of everything and he has, oh, yeah. you know he has the little uh, you know descriptions of everything next to each painting. It was a really really fun night and uh, really happy for Terry. Also, uh, I will be playing at the House of Blues with Front Porch Lights. At oh, eight yeah. o'clock, Friday, November twenty sixth, opening for Welshley Arms. Uh check Woo-hoo! it out. Day after Thanksgiving, if you got nothing going on, come through.
0: Don't line up for Black Friday. Go see Front Porch Lights. Please do. Uh thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Sean always you have saved the day yet again not only by operating the boards giving us knowledge and info but also letting us in your beautiful home it was my pleasure everyone uh we'll catch you guys next time as always i love you peace